Hey, church. Great to be with you. Super Bowl weekend. Anybody care about the game? Maybe. Of course, it's Tom Brady, the old school with the new guy, Patrick Mahomes. So it should be intriguing. I mean, can you believe it? Tom Brady leaves the old team, goes to the new team, and goes back to the Super Bowl. For sure, he's going to go down as one of the greatest. But here, Patrick Mahomes, he's not going to be far behind him. Like Sensei and the student, and the student's going to about, I, I have a feeling the student's going to school the sensei here. But wherever, hope your team wins, whatever. And some of us are just one of watching it for the, the commercials. But how many have been let down the last couple of years? The commercials kind of been duds as far as I'm concerned. But anyhow, have fun watching the game. Also, you know, it blows my mind. I was thinking about it. Did January fly by or is it just my imagination? I can't believe how fast January went by. Here we are in February already. Because, but of course, we, were, we moved into January here at Anchor with intention. We, we really pushed into what God would have for us, really sought him through our 21 days of prayer and fasting. And I hope you join us on that journey as we really looked into God's promises for our life. And of course, oh my gosh, after the year we just went through and we now know that life can change on a dime, like the unexpected just boom happens. We might have went in that, into this year, 2021, with our guard up, a little crazy, a little fearful, all those things going in our minds. And we might have lost sight of God's vision for our life because of we're kind of filtering it now through all the chaos and all the upheaval we went through. And today, I want to bring you a message about vision. I want to encourage you, inspire you, and equip you to maybe rekindle the vision God gave you, or if maybe you've never experienced that, that you would lean in to what God's plan, purpose, and vision is for your life. Because here's the deal. You're never going to be all that God created you to be. You're never going to experience all of God's amazing things that he's planned for you, the adventures he has for you, until you're willing to experience God's vision for your life. And of course, when I talk about vision, I'm not talking about what you can see with your eyes open. As amazing as that is. Because, you know, when I really... And maybe you never thought about your vision. It just happens. You just take it for granted. And don't blame you if you do. But one of my dearest friends on this planet, Dr. Earl, we golf every Friday. We've even been into the mission field together doing eye clinics, is an eye doctor. And he tells me all the time, you know what? Science still cannot figure out how this truly all works out. How the light can come into the retina. It's a tissue on the very back of your eye. And the light comes in. It goes through photoretractors. And it sends it to the optic nerve and into your brain to give you the images that you see. Look, in the, look around wherever you're at, right? Maybe in the room you're in right now, you can recognize shapes and sizes and colors. And if your loved ones are sitting with you, you can literally feel emotions all at one time through this amazing thing called sight. Nothing to me, nothing, nothing screams there's a God than our, our ability to see our eyes and, and how it works through our brain to allow us to experience the life we live. I mean... There has to be a creator, a designer, who put the blueprints together to wonderfully and creatively created us. There has to be. I mean, when people tell me there's no God, I just you, it takes way more faith to believe there's no God than to believe there is if you really understand the beauty of our bodies, especially our sight. I mean, look at this, your eyes literally are the window to your soul. I mean, I can look at people. I love looking into people's eyes and, and understanding where they're coming from. I remember the first time I saw my wife. This was, whoa, 47 years ago, 
47, that's a long time ago. I can still remember exactly where I was the first time I laid eyes on my wife. And I looked at her beautiful, big brown eyes, and I go, whoa, who is this? I remember we found ourselves on a, on a date. She was on a, we set her up with a friend of ours, and he was, they were on a blind date, and I was with someone, and there was a few of us there at this dinner. And I remember she laughed at all my jokes, and I kept looking across the table at her and thinking, wow, I can't believe how beautiful she is. Look at those eyes. And at the end of the date, after it was over, I called my friend Chris. I Chris, are you going to take uh, Deb out again? Because I'll tell you what, I'll set you up with a girl I was with if I can take her out. And of course, 47 years later, we've been married for 43. I guess it worked out good. And I still love her big brown eyes. But I'm not talking about what we, what we can see with our eyes open. Today, I want to talk about vision. And I'm, what I'm talking about is what we can see with our eyes closed. As we pray and seek God and just dream about the future, and if I titled this message, The Life I See, and I'd like you to ask that question of God, as I'm going to go into that today, and just really set, set, set some time aside and ask God, Lord, what is it you have for me? What, is, what do you see that I need to see? And that's called vision. And God wants to give you that vision. Some of you have that. Maybe it's been put on hold because of all the craziness we've gone through and all the fearful things that's gone on. Maybe we, maybe we put that dream and that vision on the back burner. And some of us, maybe we've never really tapped into the vision God has for us. And I love, I love what it says. This is, this is a poster in my office. And I see it all the time. It says this. Vision is the ability to see the, the, through the impossible to make it possible. That God would allow us to see things that we couldn't even dream that would come to, to come to pass. Helen Keller, I know you probably know her. She, is, she was an author many, many, many years ago. She was born blind, very famous lady. She says this in a quote, the only thing worse than being blind is to have sight, but no vision. And that's what I really, I'm leaning into today, that we would literally seek God. Lord, show me Show me what you have for me. Did you know that the Bible and God talks about vision? He clearly wants us to know about vision because it's a favorite verse. Maybe most of you know it. It's in Proverbs 29, 18. And it says this, where there is no vision, my people perish. That's in the King James Version. In other words, where there is no vision, where there's no dreams, where there's no excitement for life, your dreams die. You become hopeless and you, and you kind of live this to be honest with you, kind of a mundane life. And God says, no, 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 no. I have, an, I have a vision for you, and I want you to live it out. Look what it says in the, in the New Living Translation, the one we use here at Anchor. It says, when people do not accept divine guidance, they run wild. In other words, if you have no vision, then anywhere will do. You'll just aimlessly go through life. And here's what it says in the message. I love this, this translation. It's a paraphrase, paraphrase of the Bible, but it says this. If people cannot see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when you attempt to what God reveals in your life, you will be most blessed. In other words, when you're attentive to the vision the plans, the purpose God has for you. You're going to live the most blessed life God created for you. God wrote your script. He wants you to live this adventure. 
He doesn't want you to be feeling like there's no reason to get out of bed in the morning. No, no. He wants to give you a vision and a purpose that you just jump out of bed and can't wait to take on the day, that you would glorify him in that day because you know that you are partnering with him in this life. And that's what we're talking about vision today. Let me say it this way. We're never going to be all that we can be until we live the life God intended us to live through God-sized visions for our life. Here's the deal, though. Many of us either have a vision and we put it on the, on the back burner, or we've never really sought to figure out what God has for us in this, in this vision. We just kind of go through life hoping we'll catch up to it. But I want you to know, when you really want to experience God's vision for your life, His purpose and plans, you have to be intentional about asking Him and have the faith to live it out. I've been coaching couples for 30 years, easy. Thousands of couples, probably by this point. And I've always asked them, especially in premarital, what do you think God's vision for your relationship is, for your partnership, for this team God is putting together? And I, I'd say, look, at this week I want you to pray into that and I want you to come back. Tell me next week, write it down, tell me what God says. And a lot of times they've never took, they really never took the time to seek that, and they come back and goes, and maybe you're looking in today, and I ask you the same question. What is God's vision for your life, for your, for your marriage, for your team, your partnership? And you might be looking in right now and go, I don't know. And that's what this, this message is all about today. I want you to be able to lean into that because here's the deal. My wife and I, this is our passion. It has, this has been my passion for a long time, way before I became the lead pastor here that I want to always inspire people and encourage people to be all they, they could be, that they would lean into the gifts that God gave them, that they would lean into the vision and plans that God has for them. Because I know, just from my own life, when you seek those and live those out, amazing things happen. Here's what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to get to heaven someday and God goes, welcome in, great to have you. But I had so much more for you in that life on earth. I want, you to be, I want you to go back to heaven having lived out the adventure, to living out the best life God dreamed for you. That's my passion. And that's what I'm going to spend the rest of my life doing. And I'm going to sow into your life. I want to fan the flame because I, I know God's best for you. Here's how I like when I see it. I want, you to help, I want to help you discover and live out the life God intended you to live. That's, that's me. And that's my wife. We're going to, and our staff, we're going to lean into that heavy. Because here's the deal, and I, I wrote this down. A God-sized vision has to be when God gives it to you and God supplies whatever you need to make that happen. And when a God-sized vision is probably beyond what you think you could possibly do right now, it's probably something you wouldn't, you're afraid to tell anybody because it's so big. And when it's there, you know you're over the target. You know you're right there in God's sweet spot. And now, now they might not be as grand as my dear friend Steve and Julie Dorsey, who are our, our missionaries in the Dominican Republic. Let me tell you that story really quick. See, Steve was going here to Hope Chapel back then. He was, he was single. He was going to the university to become a teacher. He was actually substitute teaching at Kailua High School. And him and a, and a couple other people from our sing, couple other guys from the singles department and a couple other people from another church went to the Dominican Republic. And while I was there, he helped out people and just saw God working in amazing ways through his life and the others. And just, he had an incredible time. And he came home, and, I, and he came, when he came home, he was praying, Lord, what would you have for my future? And the Lord gave him a vision of his future and told, him, told Stephen, I want you to become a doctor. 
And I want you to go back to the Dominican Republic and I want you to bring me, Jesus, I want you to tell people about me through medicine. And he's going, okay. So he started playing for medical school. He started praying for anybody that every school he started applying for. One rejection comes in. Another one comes in. Ten come in. He keeps applying for schools. Twenty rejections come in. I don't know about you, but my ego would not let me go past ten. I'd go, okay, I'm a fragile guy. No way. Ten rejections, that's all I can handle. A hundred rejections came to Steve. He was undeterred. He knew that was God's vision. He knew God was going to see him through. And finally, he got into medical school. Then he transferred from there to Wake Forest and and graduated close to the top of his class, went to Arizona to to go through residency, and then ended up in the Dominican Republic where he is still today. With his wife Julie, they met here in our singles in our singles uh, ministry. Got married and spend time ministering and have for many years. I've been there 10, tw- 10 12 times. Um, just an amazing experience. But see, Steve do God's vision for his life. He was undeterred. No matter what came at him, no matter how many times he got rejected, no matter how the headwinds came at him, he goes, nope, that's my vision. And that's what I'm hoping that you understand today. When God gives you a vision, he's going to make it happen. Now, I was thinking of my, of my daughter, Elizabeth, my oldest daughter. Love my daughters. Love my son. And she came to us one day and goes, oh, I want to move to the mainland. Like, I was, I was bummed, to say the least. I go, no, no, you don't want to do that. And But she went away to school after high, after high school, and she got a taste of what she wanted her life to look like. And it looked like the, the life that, that, that she could experience on the mainland. So, you know, through years and years, she gets married and, and uh, has kids, of course, and she has to talk her hu- husband, Mike, into possibly going to the mainland at first. No way. Both of, everybody was born and raised in Hawaii. I like this here. I, he didn't want to leave. But then he, you know, she got the vision together. She planned it. She took some trips to different places. And anyhow, today, long story short, they live right outside of Austin, Texas, in this beautiful home that she always dreamed about. Having her, the life that she has right now is, a, is, is the vision she had it for you. Amazing friends, amazing life, just doing all that she always dreamed of doing. See, God gave her the vision, and she never lost that vision, and she took off with it. Now, your, a vision God gives you might not be as grand as Steve and Julie. I, I, another quickly, let me tell you that a vi- God gave me a vision many years ago, Deb and I, to own a home. And I started just praying into that vision, and God really actually showed me what street I was going to live on, live on. And I would drive around that street every Monday, my day off. Every Monday, I'd drive around that street. Lord, please, Lord, let, let there be a house on it for sale. Never was there a house for sale. A year goes by, two years goes by, and I really start telling everybody about, hey, I want to live on that street. And anyhow, I live there today. I never lost sight of that vision. God has a vision for you. God wants to speak to you clearly about a vision that he has for you. So can I ask you right now, what do you think God's vision for your life is? How can I encourage you today to speak into that vision? But I want to give you a warning. It's not easy to understand that vision. Because like I said, there's a lot of headwind that comes out of us. You know what that, the number one thing it is? is I, I want to say it like this. We're willing to trade God's best for comfort. Hear me on this. See, there's a comfort box we live in. We all live in this box. And most of us do not like to get outside that box. 
Even if we're living in a little dysfunction and little craziness, we're still comfortable in that box. So we like to stay in that box. We don't want to get out of that box. We're comfortable here. Here's the deal. God says, you're in the shallow end of the pool. You know, you got your feet on the ground. You're in the water. You're not going to drown. But God says, hey, I don't want you to be in the shallow end of the pool. I want you to go in the deep end of the pool. Hmm? Yep, God says, I want you to experience all I have. I need you to get in the deep end of the pool. Because you know what the deep end of the pool is? The deep end of the pool is fearful. It's scary. We don't know. So here's, a, here's what I, my, my word to us today is. We got to get out of the shallow end of the pool. We have to trust God that his vision, and by the way, you cannot filter your vision that God gives you through your past, through a checkbook, through your insecurities and your worries and your education, all those things. Because if you filter them through all those things, your dreams, your vision for, that God gives you, your, his purpose and plan for your life, they're going to die. God says, I know you're comfortable in this box, but I need you to get outside that box. I need you to get outside that comfort zone because outside that comfort zone is faith. That's what it says. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take some notes. And this, this week, actually for the month of February, I want you to really seek God for a fresh vision for your life. Maybe for your marriage, if you're young, if you're in school, for your career, for your schooling, whatever that might be. I want you to seek God for a fresh vision. And how do you do that? So write this down. First of all, you have to ask God to reveal it to you. He will. He wants to. He created it for you. But you got to be able to sit down and spend some time if you're a husband and wife, do it together. Can I also say this? As a husband and wife, when you pray together, when you hold hands and pray to talk to God together, it opens up things in the heavenlies that are I don't even understand. But it's in my life, the reason I'm married today and I had this amazing life that I have is because here's the secret sauce. I prayed. I prayed. My wife and I pray together every day. And I know God wants to reveal something to you. I, I want you to know that, I, I, here's what I'd love you to do, if you can. If you could get away, if you could afford to get away for a couple days, that's what my wife and I did. I know it's COVID, but we went down into Waikiki, got a hotel room, kind of had some fun uh, hanging out together, praying together, and seeking God for his vision for us for 2021. And we asked the Lord, Lord, refresh our vision. Show us what you want to do. And he did. He clearly did. He showed me a vision for how he wants uh, Deb and I to lead Anchor Church into the future. And he showed us uh, his vision for us as a couple and, our, and how we lead our family. He'll do that for you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to ask God to reveal it to you. Get to a place where you're not looking at all the distractions. There's not a lot of things because here's the deal. When you ask God for a vision for your life, you actually have to shut up and listen to him. You got to take time to hear his voice. It says this in Matthew 21, 22. It says, if you pray for anything and you have the faith, then you're going to receive it. In other words, if you have faith, when you get away, Lord, I, I'll, here, say this. Lord, I want you to reveal what you want for me in a vision for my future. And I'll do anything you tell me to do. There's nothing I won't do. I surrender completely to you because here, when you do that, there's no fear in doing that because you know that's God's best for you. You, you know, it even said that you're going to be blessed when you go there. So be willing. 
jump in the deep end of the pool, and even say, Lord, get us out of our comfort zone. Take us places we've never been before. Let us serve you in ways we never have before. Show us, Lord, the adventure you have for us. So you got to get away and spend time with him. I love this verse in, in, in James 1. If you need wisdom, ask your generous God, and he'll be glad to give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking, but when you ask him, be sure you have the faith in God alone. In other words, you don't have faith in your checkbook. You don't have your faith in your own abilities. That's secondary to you having only faith in God. Like, I'm all in, God. It says, do not waver, for a person with divided loyalties is unsettled as a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. For such a person should not expect to hear from God. In other words, don't have this craziness going in your head trying to do gymnastics about hearing hearing from God and then dismissing, oh, no, we can't do that, or I don't have enough money for that, or all these things are going to get in the way. No, no, no. Lord, if you tell me, I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to trust you to see it to completion, like Steve did. I love this one in Jeremiah 33. This is a promise, too. Remember, we we spent 21 days of prayer and fasting in God's promises that we're leaning into God's promise because, remember, God's vision for for our lives is that we literally would bank on his promises. Here's an amazing one. When you go away and spend time with God, seeking his vision for your life, read this, Jeremiah 33, 3. Ask me, and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you did not know about your future. Whoa. Let me read that one again. Jeremiah 33, 3. Ask me and I will tell you remarkable secrets that you did not know about things about your future. Whoa. That right there is an amazing verse, a promise from God to seek his vision for your life. Now, listen, when he gives you that vision, it's going to take, some of us are going to, it's going to take crazy faith, like crazy faith. It's like, whoa, whoa. You want me to do that, God? Yes, like, I, like we we're, have to be in the deep end of the pool trusting God on this one. Completely outside of our comfort zone. I, I was thinking about Abraham in the Old Testament. If God comes to Abraham, show, gives him a vision for his future. And he says, I need you to leave most of your family, and I need you to go to a place. And when you go, I'll show you where to go along the way. And I'm sure Abraham goes, hmm, wait, what? You want me to, like, leave everything I've known? Like, my family and go somewhere where I don't even know where I'm going? Yes, God says. Yes, I do. Here's what it picked it up in, in Genesis 12. It says this. And the Lord said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous and you will be blessed by others. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who show you contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Now at the time, oh my gosh, Abraham Abraham had to be thinking, what? No way. That's not going to happen. Are you kidding me? I love what it says in Genesis 15. It's a great, in the message version, Genesis 15, 5. This is, this is a classic. Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, look up into the stars. Look, and now, Count the stars. And it goes this, if you can. You got to love the humor there. God says, count the stars, if you can. And that's what he's going to say. This is what I'm showing you, God says to Abraham. I'm going to show you how many descendants you're going to have. Of course, when Abraham, when Jesus told Abraham, or God told Abraham those things, he had to be thinking, what? 
Okay, God, I trust you. If you read in Hebrews 11, he's one of the the rock stars of faith in the Bible. God says, okay. Abraham says, okay, that's what you want me to do, God. I'm in. And that's what I'm going to encourage you to do today is say, Lord, if you have something for me, I am in. But let me give you a fair warning. The enemy wants to derail you. He actually, as you would write down that vision or you would think that vision or you would dream that vision, the enemy is going to come in and try to kill it right there. The seed of that vision, he wants to stop right there. He wants to kill it. He's going to throw doubt and discouragement, everything he can at you. Remember, the word says in John 10.10, he's here to kill, steal, and destroy. He's going to try to kill that dream right then, that vision for you, because he knows that when you experience that, you'll never take your eyes off Jesus. You'll never take your eyes off him. You will be, your faith would have grown. And see, the enemy sworn, he's the sworn enemy of God. He, every day, he wants, your, he wants to turn your faith into doubt. And he knows when you experience him in that way, you're never going to take your eyes off God. So he's going to try to kill that dream right there by throwing doubt and discouragement at you. Don't let that happen. So I want you to go to God, have him help you reveal it, then know that you're going to say in your prayers, Lord, whatever you have for me, I'm willing to do. I'm willing to get outside of my comfort zone. I'm willing to get the deep end of the pool where it's unsure, and I'm going to follow you, trust you. Here's what I want you to do. When you, when you pray, Lord, show me what you want from me. Literally, I want you to have a journal right there. Every day you pray this. I want you to always have a journal. And whatever comes into your mind, I want you to write it down. Whatever that is, just write it down. And write it down. I love what it says on the back of 2-2. It says this uh, in the message version. It says this, write this. Write what you see. Write it in big block letters. So that when you can, so that you can read it when you're on the run, so that you won't forget the vision. In other words, when you're running through life and pandemics come and uncertainty comes and your checkbook is depleted and all those fears and doubts get in the way, remember the vision. Write it down. Steve would never have got where he wanted to go if he didn't write it down. I literally, when I was trying to, when the Lord gave me the vision for the house, I wrote it down. I wrote it down, and actually I started designing the house because I knew what the houses looked like on that street. I didn't know which one I'd move into, but I literally said, in faith, I, I went out to Home Depot, and I bought a whole bunch of electrical plugs and when they had a sale, plates and all that. In faith, I didn't even own the house yet. I didn't even know what house it was going to be. But in faith, I went out because I knew God was going to, he was going to come through. That's what I want to tell you. God's going to come through. I want you to write it down. Write it down. And just pray into it. Just believe into it. Start working on things that make it make it become a reality. And tell a couple tr- trusted friends. Make sure they're trusted friends, though. Because you don't want to go to somebody and because you're going to tell them something like, whoa, what? You can't do that. That's not the friend you want to tell. You want to tell somebody that believes in you and go, oh, man, that's a God thing. Because here's the deal. When you have the right friends in your in your life and they're encouraging you, they're going to inspire you to go to places that you've never gone before. That's the beauty of a husband and wife. The beauty of a husband and wife is that a husband can 
can speak in to encourage and inspire his, her, his wife to become all that God created her to be. There's no one on the planet that has that power in her life to, to allow her to raise up to that person. And the same is true of, of a husband. A wife can speak into the husband speak into his life and allow him and give him courage and boldness and encouragement to be all that God created him to be. No one has that power. So you want those people in your life that can inspire you and to live out the life. I love, remember James, I mean, I'm sorry, remember Joseph in the, in the, New, in the Old Testament. Great story. If you remember this story, he was considered Jacob's favorite son of, 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 the, of the brothers. And he went to his brothers, the 11 brothers, and says, hey, I had a dream. I had a vision that you guys were going to bow down to me. Like, really, you're gonna, I'm going gonna, gonna to be up here and ruling, and, and you're, you guys are going to bow down. Well, I don't know how to, if you've read the story, but that didn't turn out very well. His brothers weren't too excited about listening to him talk about bowing down, that they were going to worship him. Oh, no way. And they tried to get him killed. You know the story. But eventually in life, they actually did bow down to him. If you know the story of Joseph, amazing story in Genesis. So you got to tell the right people. That's why the beauty of connect groups. We're starting connect groups here at Anchor Church this week. I'd love you to go to our website, our app, and just check out a, a connect group that might meet wherever you are in life, your age group, your, your status, whatever that might be. There's one for everyone. Just go in and connect with a connect group because here's the deal. When you allow people who are other like believers who are like-minded to speak in your life, I promise you, they're going to inspire you to grow deeper in your love for the Lord and, and to trust Him and go places that you never had before. That's the beauty of connect groups. And here at Anchor, of course, we're disconnected in many ways. Not every one of us feels safe enough to come back and meet in person. So the church is feeling disconnected. And by the way, church, it, it's, it's, it's ingrained in us. It's, it's something that God put in us, a need to be connected to one another. And when we're not, there's something missing in our life. So I can encourage you, if, if you're feeling disconnected from the church, get connected to a connect group and do it this week. Go to our website and app. I know there's one for you. So make sure you write it down and then just trust God to show it and reveal it to you. Because some of these visions, that God's not going to show you the whole thing at once. You just got to keep walking it through. Like I said about uh, Steve and Julie, he didn't give Steve the whole thing to what it is today, but he's kept walking in it. As I talk about vision, of course, God has a, a vision just for you or your family or your, of your, or your marriage, for sure. But he has an overall vision for all his kids, for all his sons and daughters. And he wants us to live out that vision for each one of us, too. And I, I don't want us to be ignorant of these. I want us to lean into it. I want, our live, I want our, our, us to live our lives driven by eternity. I want our eyes glued to the prize at the end. And the end is eternity, that we would spend eternity with God. That's God's ultimate vision for each one of his sons and daughters. That when we came to trust Jesus as our Lord and Savior, the beauty of that one of us believing is that we'd spend eternity with him. I love this verse. It says this in 2 Corinthians 4.18. It says, so we don't look at the troubles that we see right now around us. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that we cannot see. In other words, heaven. It says, for the things that we see now will soon be gone, but the things that we cannot see will last forever. forever. In the coming months, I'm going to talk about heaven again. I, I love the subject of heaven. It's amazing. And I'll, let you, I'll let you in a little secret. I believe this. I believe that Anchor family, we're going to be spending eternity in heaven together. I believe that. I believe that your friends and your family are going to look like your friends and family right now. 
And I, I, I know it's going to be an amazing ride when we get to eternity. And God says, I have a vision for you, ultimately, is to keep your eyes on heaven. He even says that in Ecclesiastics. Yet God has made everything beautiful in its time. He planted eternity in the human hearts. So people cannot see the whole scope of God's plan, but he doesn't want us to take our eyes off eternity. He planted eternity in our hearts. Live it out, he says. Live out that vision. Remember what it says in Philippians 3, it says, but we are citizens of heaven where Jesus Christ lives now. And with that, we should eagerly await his return so that we can spend eternity with him. So God's big vision for his kids, you, is that we would keep our eyes on eternity. We wouldn't let the present issues that we face right now deter us from being driven by eternity. And of course, we spoke it into our 21 days of prayer and fasting in, in January, but his vision for us overall, his sons and daughters, is that we literally live our lives on his promises. That we, our vision, his vision for us is that we literally would know his promises and take them to the bank. Take them to the bank. His promise, he's the greatest promise maker and he's the greatest promise keeper. And his promises are true. They're solid gold. He wants us to live them, live them out. And as I close this message today, I really want you to spend, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm going to pray for you in a second, but I'm going to, I'm praying for you and I hope you get away and pray and, and you use this month of February. You designate February as a time that you're seeking God for a fresh vision for your lives. That you'd really seek him for that. That you'd take, that, you, that your minds would be clear and not distracted, but they'd be clear to hear from him and that you'd write it down. And here's what I'm praying. Even though there's craziness around us, that we literally get back to understanding the wonder of God, the awe of God, the wonder, the, the complete adventure. You got to know God wants you to put, to live an adventurous life. And if we've gotten stuck in just getting up in the morning, making breakfast, getting our kids to school, maybe eating lunch, going home, eating dinner and rinse and repeat every day. And life's gotten a little boring. Life's gotten a little mundane. I want you to know something. God has so much more for you. He wants you to live that adventure. Here's what I like to say it this way. When you lose the why, you lose the way. When you lose the why, you lose the way. See, when you live, Lord, what would you have for me? You can't wait to get out of bed in the morning. You, you're going to take on the day in a, in a new and fresh way when you experience God's blessing and vision for your life. I want to pray for you right now. I want to I want have you close your eyes, and I want you to ha hold your hands out like this, like you're receiving something. Because I want to pray right now for you that you would receive, start to receive a fresh anointing, a fresh blessing in your life, and of course, a fresh vision for your life. Pray with me. Hold your hands out. Close your eyes. Take away, Lord, I pray that you would take away any distractions in their minds right now. Anything that might be dominating your thoughts, any worries or concerns, anything that might be bothering them, any issues that might be overwhelming them, Lord, I, we lay them at your feet right now, Lord. Your word says that you want them, that you will take them. We give them to you right now. And in Jesus' name and the authority you give me in your name, Jesus, I pray, I pray for everyone listening to me right now, Lord, that you would download a fresh new vision for their life. That, you're, that you would fill their dreams, that you'd fill them with awe and wonder of you, that they would be able to dream again, 
Lord, that, you would exp- that they would experience your peace and your presence and your power in your life through the vision that you're going to give them, Lord. And I pray that you'd give them the faith to live it out. And Lord, I bind the enemy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, from any attack that they would receive from the enemy, Lord. That you would only, Lord, that you would only have their ear, Lord. That you would write their story. That the enemy would have no place in their life, Lord. That the story you're writing for them, Lord, would be amazing. Amazing, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I want you to lean in that. I want this to be a one-and-done prayer. I want you to spend, I want you to organize your prayer life. I want you to organize your time because you need to get alone because you can't only just talk to God. You have to listen. You have to spend time hearing him. That you'd get a piece of paper and pen and just, Lord, I, I pray for a fresh anointing and a fresh vision for our lives. Now, some of you looking in the day, you've never come to know the wonder and awe of Jesus and what he did for you. You see, the word says that he went to the cross and died for you. He took, away, took your place, your sins, and he, he paid the price for you, a price that he didn't owe and you couldn't pay. And he did that on the cross for you. And the word says that if you believe in your heart that Jesus died for your sin, and you, excuse me, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus died for you, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So let me pray for you. If you never come to do that, I want you to do that right now. I want to pray for you. It's not for everybody, but some of you out there. So pray with me. Check out my words. Lord, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me for doing my thing my way without you, Lord. And Lord, I, I accept your invitation to be one of your children, Lord. I believe you, Lord. I believe that you died for me that you created me anew, Lord. And I pray that you, I, I know that you have a vision for my life, Lord. I receive you as my Lord and Savior right now. In Jesus' name, we all said, amen. Best decision you ever made. And of course, we'd love to know about it. So there's a, there's a number at the bottom of the screen. Just let us know that you did that. It's been amazing being with you. Next week, I want to talk to you specifically about a fresh vision God has given us for our anchor family. And so until then, have a great week.